0: Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes and business success with today's most
1: successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the amazing Adrian Nolan Smith. She's the founder at WellBe. She's a speaker, a board certified patient advocate, and a wellness activist. I'm excited to bring her onto the podcast today because the fact is, wellness is important. And as we turn the chapter from fee for service to value based care, wellness is starting to become more important. So it's with pleasure that I invite Adrian to the podcast. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you
0: so much for having me, Saul.
1: It is a pleasure. So, Adrian, let's chat about WellBe. You know, Tell us a little bit about what it is. Tell us a little bit more about you. Anything that I missed in the intro, let's hear it.
0: Absolutely. So, my hodgepodge of titles came from several decades of different experiences with health. And wellness. To just start from the beginning, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease when I was 11 years old. And basically, my mother was told that there wasn't much that could be done after the antibiotics didn't work because I'd had it for too long already for the antibiotics to really be able to kill it off. And so it started my family down a new path, which was integrative medicine. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is in the mid 90s, and it is very different from how it is today and definitely was seen as sort of hippie and woo-woo and off the beaten path and all of the practitioners that I saw, I definitely felt that way. You know, I was like a middle schooler and they seemed weird. (laughs) But the difference I realized was that through doing all these different treatments and therapies with them, and we did a whole bunch of both Things that you know you may have heard of, and things that are you know really out of the box, but are actually becoming more popular today, like hyperbaric oxygen therapy and things like that. I was healed. My Lyme was inactive by the time I was thirteen, and um, this was pretty remarkable because people really don't heal very much from Lyme once they've had it for, you know, a couple of years undiagnosed. So Mm -hmm. it kind of changed the course of my family's living habits and lifestyle, as far as what we knew was important to both keep that you know, disease in remission, but also to just boost your immune system to prevent other health issues from coming up. And so, you know, we only ate at health food stores and saw a lot of different practitioners as part of just a general protocol and took a lot of supplements and things like that. And, um, you know, nothing, I was in fantastic health until I was about 18. And I went to college at Johns Hopkins, which is funny because now that I'm in the health and wellness world, people always ask me, you know, if I'm a doctor and I'm the only girl (laughs) in my sorority family who's not a doctor because so many people go there for that. But it just makes sense, of course, now that I've got into this field. But uh, when I went, I, you know, I began eating in the dining hall and within six months I had completely lost my menstrual cycle. And this was really bizarre, you know, and having never happened to me before and having one since I was 12 and uh you know went to see a, a whole host of endocrinologists and gynecologists and trying to figure out what was wrong and you know they they just kind of run some blood tests and they said, you know no we can't really see anything you seem to be in good health, you know no changes in your weight, whatever just take the birth control pill like this was mm-hmm. you know the solution that I was given and luckily i because of the Lyme experience, I knew to do a lot of research before you have any kind of encounter with a doctor and I said, you know, with all due respect, like that's, that's actually not a solution. Like that's a band-aid. that's kind of masking a symptom. You're going to give me a fake period, but I want my real one
1: yeah. and I
0: want you to help me get it. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't do that, thanks, but you know, I'm going to be on my way. And so, you know, I went through several of these, maybe eight of these, and finally both at Johns Hopkins and back in New York where I'm from. And, uh, finally My father found me a naturopath after I'd exhausted, you know, a lot of the conventional options. And we looked at the blood work so differently together and spent, Mm. you know, more than an hour on it going through it all and talking about my different experiences and living in China and whatever and even emotional stuff that I was going through at the time as my parents were getting divorced and whatever and within 6 months of diet and supplement and chinese herbs protocol that I was on with her it came back and it's been you know totally normal for the last over a decade so
1: That's awesome. that was Congrats. like
0: Thank you. It was like episode number two of like, whoa, you know, this uh, is yeah. a messed up system, right? And uh, what am I missing? What are most people missing? Like, thank God I had the stubborn attitude to actually go and <laughs> and the finances, honestly, to go see yeah. all of these different intake appointments, and a lot of them, you know, don't take insurance. And my family so believes in health that it was something that you know my parents would still pay for, but. I can't even imagine getting to the root cause of things without that. So that's a whole nother topic. But the biggest thing that happened to me and the reason that I am founded well and I'm doing what I'm doing today came when I was about 20 years old. My mother had a manic episode and basically paranoia, delusions, middle of the night. We had to put her in the back of a copped car. She thought we were trying to kill her. It was like yeah. a really crazy thing. She ran away from us all the way to Queens and we had to sort of like restrain her. And basically it started, you know, a real nightmare. It was five years of like revolving door in and out of mental hospitals. And Mm. she was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, which is a combination Mm. of bipolar and schizophrenia. And I'd never had anybody that I knew have any mental illness per se, um, maybe depressive or anxious symptoms, but not like this. And um, this was a really rude awakening to the mental health care system, which if we think the regular health care system is bad, like that system is just...
1: Another story. A
0: whole nother level of, uh, you know, just kind of not getting to the root cause of things. And so when I was 25, she was so heavily medicated and such a zombie from all these drugs and just drooling and shaking and all of that, that she, you know, I totally understood she found it not to be a suitable solution. Like it wasn't actually a better way of life at all. And she took her life, and oh um, gosh, I'm so sorry. It was that. thank you. it was a couple of days before Christmas, and um, at the time I was applying to business school because I'd been working at IBM and I knew that wasn't my calling, and I knew I wanted to do something that was meaningful to me and where I could really help to change something worth changing and be a part of something that was important and as I'm not even sure how I'm going to finish my applications because it was about two weeks. Before my applications were due, and I kind of my friends were incredible, came together, helped me edit drafts, got you know one or two out the door, and I was very fortunate to get into the Kellogg School at Northwestern, where I went in Chicago, and I told myself if I got in, I would dedicate the rest of my life and use business school as the transition tool to work on transforming the healthcare system. Into one that actually gets to the root cause of health issues and doesn't just band aid the symptoms. More, my mom had a ton of other sort of gut issues and uh, Mm -hmm. early traumas and things like that that I had no idea could be connected to mental health issues. Of course, a lot of us didn't with the microbiome project. It hadn't even, the results really hadn't come out. We didn't know about the gut brain connection. And so, had anybody kind of dove deeper and started to peel back the layers instead of just the, drug, 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 you know, we could be in a really different place today. And so my whole thing that it with that I'm trying to do with WellBe, which is a media and lifestyle company dedicated entirely to helping people prevent and reverse chronic health issues and really see the hundred choices they're making every day as healthcare. And then when they do have a healthcare experience of any kind in the conventional system, understanding how to advocate for yourself so that the people you work with to the root cause and heal you rather than band-aiding symptoms for indefinitely i guess so that's all of why i'm doing and you know what i'm doing now we make all original content i film people's stories of health recovery through integrative medicine but also a lot of experts that are mds and naturopaths osteopaths who sit at this intersection between healthcare and wellness to try to show that there are people doing great work here Try to you know destigmatize it a bit. It's not all woo woo hippies, but also bring a lot of research to the conversation that I'm able to see in Medscape and PubMed and all of that to show that you know the whole argument. Of, oh, wellness is in science. Like no, it it really is, and a lot of great work is being done right now to show that.
1: Well, I think it's such a such an inspiring story, Adrian, and uh, and it's wonderful that you're doing this, folks. If you wanna check out some of the work that Adrian and her crew are up to. Go to getwellbe.com. That's where their website is. An incredible story and now very mission-driven business that that she's running here. I think it's a beautiful thing because at the end of the day, not everybody gets the results that they want from the health system. And so- It's great to have another option. And this option is there for, as Adrian mentioned, chronic illnesses that, you know, you just can't seem to get the source of. And I don't know, you know, it just seems to me like there's a lot of things in the gut that sort of don't have all the clear answers, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the more we learn, the more I'm realizing, I would say like 80% of chronic health issues somehow relate to just an imbalance of good and bad gut bacteria and and mm-hmm. how that then spreads into the brain and, and affects the immune system and creates chronic inflammation, which leads to all these other things. And it's like, honestly, peel the onion and somehow there's always the gut at the bottom it seems to be controlling most things, which is just extraordinary. And i I forgot to mention in my story that after I graduated from business school, I worked in conventional healthcare for three years with hospitals on the patient engagement software side of things. So I was working in health tech. So um, I was able to see kind of in these hospitals because I worked on chronic disease management programs. And when you were talking about value-based care, it actually reminded me, because that's what I was working on a lot, trying to Help hospitals reduce 30-day readmissions, and um, yeah. you know, really uh, get people bundled payments and all this sort of thing with population health management. And it was originally I thought maybe I can solve this from the inside. Maybe I can work in a way that that does that. And I just saw that there were just so many incentives to keep the system to be pay, you know not only fee for service, but really based around a disease code, right? And we all mm-hmm. know that a lot about preventing chronic illness is it must happen before you have a disease. And a lot of the treatments related to healing from chronic illness aren't seen as a disease code, right? So acupuncture mm-hmm. or supplements, those are not exactly seen as that. They seem like complementary treatments or something, right? So if the system is constantly related to this DRG thing, this disease code thing, there's just no way that people can really pay for any steps they might want to take to heal or prevent chronic health issues and and those can even be the things that we know of that start in a small way right like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you just have migraines or you just have a little bit of pain that you kind of like take a lot some advil for and then more and then more and then more and the nsaids end up really harming your gut bacteria which leads to a whole bunch of other things so something that small can really you know we talk about chronic disease but it's really just chronic health issues because if you don't get them and heal them and you just manage them, whatever you're doing to manage them can end up causing a host of other health problems. So that's something I think that is really, you know, important and what I learned when I was working within the conventional system.
1: Yeah. And it's cool that you had that experience, obviously. You're coming at this from, from a very informed perspective, both as a patient, but also as a, as a professional within the traditional healthcare system. And I think you, you sort of highlighted a, a very important thing that the way that our system is built and the way that we do billing and, and procedure codes, it's not set up to pay for a lot of things that could potentially be helpful. And so you mentioned earlier in your story, hey, you were fortunate to have an ability to, to pay for an alternative, let alone know what the alternatives are, right? So I think it's cool that you're doing this because part of the battle is, understanding what the alternatives are and so folks if either you or somebody that you love is going through some chronic illnesses and i'm sure you could think of firsthand somebody that you know i i know two three people right now and so i'll be referring them to your podcast and to your thing (laughs) adrian because oh and folks by the way adrian also has a podcast she's uh podcasting with folks that are you know doing well after not having solutions to their chronic illnesses. She's covering things like integrative medicine and the microbiome. So definitely check out that podcast. Again, you could check her out at getwellbe.com. You'll see a link there for it. But yeah, so kudos to you for bringing forth this forum of discovery that I think a lot of people are, are needing.
0: Thank you. Yeah, um, I know when I was going through my own health issues as well as taking care of my mom, where do we all go to search for information about health? We go to the internet. And so, but when you Google something, it's really both an SEO game and uh, just, you know, whatever happens to be there and the way that you put it in. But a lot of the best information, you know, is either kind of behind research walls that you wouldn't necessarily see in Google or in some of these smaller, more mission-driven sites. And so what I found was being able to see what other people, what had worked for other people who may have had my exact health issue, or even like you said, I know now so many friends and family going through things. And so being able to help them and you just, how are you? What's going on? They're like, oh my God you know, my skin. I feel like I can't even go outside. You know, yeah. one of my best friends. It's just this ongoing saga and dealing with it is not only exhausting because she's sort of given up because she's been dealing with it for so long, but emotionally so trying because it's now this kind of like, it's part of your identity, right? To have whatever yeah. this chronic health issue is. And it feels like climbing Mount Everest to think that what you'd have to do to, to get rid of it. And, and it may not be that complicated. It just may be one more person that you try to work with, one different kind of practitioner you hadn't thought of, or one treatment that is interesting to you, but you know, somehow you'd never read about it, maybe just the thing you need. And so this is what I've seen with these videos when people share their stories and they truly did heal. People look at that so differently and say, Well, I have rheumatoid arthritis. Like I didn't even know it was possible to reverse it. Or I have Hashimoto's. Like how did they get over that? Or systemic lupus? Like, are you serious? She went from chemo to existing without drugs and she's fine? Like, how is that possible? And so by sharing both these stories, but also coupling it with a lot of the research that we cover and a lot of the experts whose work life work is just these particular topics, whether it's the gut microbiome or acid reflux ENT doctor I covered who now only treats patients with diet based on you know, having been a head and neck surgeon and saying, that's not the answer. I don't want to take out tumors anymore. I know it's all diet. I'm just going to work with patients that way. So lots of different kinds of things, but all related to this idea that our bodies are incredible. <laughs> and for chronic health issues or diseases, it just takes certain therapies and practitioners and lifestyle changes in order for your body's immune system to kick in and, and really heal. Now, of course, there's emergencies and there are lifelong genetic conditions that you're born with that maybe can't be solved that way right. per se. But right. I believe the statistic is that 80% of all of American healthcare costs are related to the ones that you can do something about. And you know, really only 5% of gene mutations are actually um, determinant or you know unchangeable. So, I think that's just an amazing opportunity for the majority of people who right now are like, I don't want to take all these drugs. I don't want that surgery. I don't want to have to get so much radiation. I don't want to. I don't want to, to say try these other things first. Like get to that choice tenth. You know, when, when you really have exhausted everything else. But before that, can you imagine you can live your healthiest life just the way that your body is without having to be dependent on anything?
1: Yeah. No, it's uh, some some great thoughts being shared here, Adrian. And, you know, I would even extend and this to people that don't have chronic illnesses, because at the end of the day, if you want to be well, you really have to start looking at what you are consuming and, and the treatments that you're getting, because a lot of things that end up affecting us are the things that we think that are good for us or that we don't know and ultimately it gets us. So some great shares. Give us an example, maybe a story of of somebody that was inspired to wellness through your work.
0: Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um we get, you know, some terrific comments and people writing in just on the forum on our site when they've seen something and then they, you know, go to see that doctor and they didn't really, you know, know something was possible before. But um, one of them is a friend that I have and, you know, her child has has asthma and she had no idea that it could possibly be related to diet. And she saw uh, some research on our site where we covered um, this connection between asthma and the child's microbiome and the mother and things that related to nutritional deficiencies, which comes back to diet. And she sort of just had this, whoa. like. And then she yeah. kept reading and she saw another research piece that we had covered relating a lot of plastics and other toxins within the home to asthma. And she was surprised to see that as well. She always thought it was just a respiratory condition. But what people don't think about that much is that asthma is just your blood and your Lungs are are quite linked, hence why these other cancers develop elsewhere in the body when you smoke, right that's not it the lungs are not isolated that's what I mean right. and so these other toxins were getting into her child's lungs and causing this disease via not really thinking too much about what she ate and using a lot of toxic household products and you know even her diapers were generic and had lots of chemicals on them, and she really hadn't thought about it and it kind of started to unravel for her the idea that something she thought she was just going to have to treat with steroids and inhalers and things like that for the rest of her child's life, that not only were those steroids wiping out the small microbiome that he has and the good gut flora there, but also there were things she was repeatedly exposing him to every day with these products as well as with his diet that were continuing to cause inflammation and therefore cause also asthma, which is just the inflammation of of this particular lung condition. So- it was just a really neat way for you know not having to even push it exactly, but just it was one of the topics in our research piece. And she wasn't reading it even thinking about her son per se, but just she's my friend. And all of a sudden these things started to click and she started to kind of realize that she had to really clean out things in her home and in her kitchen and especially the product she was actually using on her child, which again, from a marketing perspective, we thought, these are healthy these are american yeah, household right brands yeah. yeah and then oh my gosh wait and using environmental working groups database and some of the other things that i had told her to you know look out for in the ingredients she discovered actually not at all i am exposing my child to a really big array of chemicals and i need to get all of that straightened out and let's see if the asthma you know just clears up that way so that was just a few weeks ago and i thought that was kind of a really neat turnaround in the that's thinking huge. about it. Yeah. So that's one that I know of so far. And then most of well, anyway, I'll let you ask me another question.
1: <laughs> no, that's good. So for the folks out there that, you know, have basically tried everything and you really don't know what to do, I feel like this opportunity that Adrian has created at Get Well Be is 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 really something that, that, that will offer inspiration to those looking for a solution where they haven't been able to find one in the traditional healthcare system. So definitely something to consider if this is you. I'll be putting all the show notes as well as a full transcript of our discussion at outcomesrocket.health/getwellbe just as it sounds and just like the the website so you'll find that there. Give us an observation that you've made Adrian of a setback, something that that happened that you learned so much from, that now you don't do things differently?
0: Sure, would you prefer like a, you mean one in like a work experience or one that I went through in my kind of health journey?
1: You know what? I think I'll leave that up to you because we definitely have been discussing a little bit of both. So whichever one resonates with you the most.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I sort of mentioned a setback certainly was my mom's experience. Um, That one is the kind of clearest setback that I can think of as far as different things that I I experienced and, and how I... So I didn't know anything about the mental health care system before. And I would say that my biggest takeaways from that is that as I'm sure people on your show have, have talked about before, but the disconnection between all the different specialists in the healthcare system and not feeling like anybody's actually looking at the body holistically, yeah. I thought was really interesting. We were just given scripts right away, scripts, scripts, scripts. Mm-hmm. And each drug had a host of side effects that then required other drugs. So then you're sort of on a cocktail and you know anybody who's taken antipsychotics knows that it's really, it's like being drunk all day on your liver as far as the damage. And so I was just completely shocked that there was nobody in this system. And these were very good doctors at Clain hospital in Boston, acclaimed, you know, good, good, good hospital looking at actually her body and saying, whoa, these are powerful. Like we need to be doing a lot to detoxify her organs at the same Mm -hmm. time because this is not just a normal toxic burden, like this is heavy duty. Mm -hmm. And so also, is she getting enough of these green vegetables which will help her to actually detoxify her pancreas and her liver and all these other things, as well as are we doing things with supplements to really expedite that detoxification process. And then, you know, the therapist that she's supposed to be talking to really is hardly checking in with the psychiatrist who's prescribing things, right? So that was kind of funny and interesting. But then on the, what I think is the most interesting piece is the gut, the blood tests and all of the different testing that could have been done on these underlying viruses and conditions, which we now know impact the brain, were not even part of the conversation. So, you know, whether it was like a gut health protocol that they could have put her on or things like that. There was just no sense of understanding why is this happening and what are the different things that we can do to improve the different systems in the body such that we maybe can get her off these drugs and use this and actually restore her to a life in which it's, you know, she feels she's living because the vegetable state was, you know, not really living. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot about this kind of lack of communication between specialists And then I also learned about, you know, how little the whole body is taken into account when prescribing things and also hardly any mention of the side effects, which one of them was suicidal ideations. And that is what happened. And, you know, we really didn't know about that. So, you know, it's hardly spoken about before you actually give somebody a script. And then I also, you know, learned about, I'd say those are my three biggest takeaways and and the setbacks that I saw. Yeah,
1: those Yeah, that- no, it, it's it's definitely um clear and 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 a lot of people go through this, you know, you, you really don't know what you're getting into. And so it's important that you do the research and you get as informed as as you can. But ultimately, we have work to do in healthcare. We've got to connect these silos better and treat the body as a whole because it's definitely not being done as as properly as it should be and especially with the the cases that come up that are particularly difficult with chronic diseases it does become even more more challenging what would you say one of your your proudest experiences in in the healthcare space has been to date
0: oh man well certainly my life's work and my mission is definitely wellbe it's you know everything that i care about and i Unfortunately, think that we have enough work to do that I'll be doing this in some capacity till I'm 90 years old, <laughs> <laughs> um, unless you know I do a really good job and the entire healthcare system <laughs> is transformed before then. Yeah. I doubt it. Um,
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: There's just way too many people really invested in. Unfortunately, the way it's set up in, right now, it's uh, lucrative in some areas, and I don't think anybody really wants to change that. You can't patent broccoli, right? Which is what I always say, right. and so. I would say my proudest moment would comes routinely when I get this outreach, honestly, from people who say something that we've done has sparked, you know, has, has lit a light bulb in their head that they didn't even know. They sort of either accidentally watched it or they weren't even looking for something and they just, it was something in their life or their family's life where they thought that was just the status quo. That was just never going to change. Like, oh, I have anxiety. Or, oh, I have acid reflux. Or, oh, I just have high blood pressure. It's hereditary. Or, you know, these things that they were just, like, accepting as fact. And saw either a research piece or an expert interview or, you know, a story that we filmed or even one of our, like, article guides to something and just kind of didn't realize that there was a different way of thinking about something and that this was not a life sentence and decided, you know, was really impassioned enough about that realization that they had to write to us. We're very active on Instagram as well. So I get probably a direct message like this, you know, once a week on Instagram, but also writing into our site. And each time I get one, all the anxiety and stress and, complications that come with you know, being a sole founder, as I'm sure you know, Saul, yeah. they just kind of melt away for a couple of minutes while you realize like, wow, I'm impacting people. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not just about growing a brand or growing a business. It's about like, as I'm doing all of that, this person is able to maybe save their life if they're having this issue in their mid 20s or 30s and they were gonna never really think there was a different way of looking at it indefinitely. Maybe I just changed the whole trajectory of their life. And so for me, that's definitely each time that happens, I just like beam from the inside and then I go back to work because I have so much to do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah, and, and for sure, right? It's like that that affirmation that what you're doing is making a difference. And and so folks, the call to action, if something that you heard today is resonating with you, check it out and share it with a friend that's the way that silos are connected, right? That's the way that we are able to make a difference in this, in this healthcare system is sharing what you find impactful. And, and so I know I'll be sharing this interview with some personal friends. And so I encourage you to take that as a call to action for today. I know we're running out of time here, Adrian. So what I'd like to do is just ask you for your closing thoughts and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you.
0: Of course. Yeah. Thank you again for having me. It was great to speak to you. And, you know, as I said before, I started this not because I thought there needed to be more wellness content on the internet. Lord knows there's plenty of it, but it was more that for me, having then just worked in conventional healthcare for several years and seeing the issues, you know, every week that I was in a hospital. And I know that everybody has to interact with the conventional healthcare system at some point, you know, whether it's, they actually have something or just checkups and dental cleanings and Things like that, and then knowing that the wellness movement is booming, but you know, a lot of people think it's just leggings and juicing, and you know, all of that, and like (laughs) look great and lose weight and all that stuff. And I'm like, whoa, you know, these two things like have to come together because we are in a chronic disease crisis. I mean, it's a completely unsustainable amount of disease that we've created in such a short amount of time. That we're going to literally bankrupt ourselves and all die (laughs) way too early as this continues at this rate. And so I thought it was something very important that I could do to bring to the conversation. Look, I've seen both sides. I'm a wellness and integrative health person by, you know, passion and by experience, but I've also been working in this system and I know that once they come together, once you bring that data, that research, that science to these things that can prevent and actually heal. The root causes of disease rather than band-aiding symptoms, all of this will start to change and will start to change pretty rapidly because you won't have these crazy costs and you won't have so much disease that we, you know, the, the healthcare system as it exists can't even handle it, um, which is, you know, definitely what's happening. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I hope that you'll visit Welby and Find us at getwellbe.com. So as Saul said, it's G-E-T-W-E-L-L-B-E.com. And we're also very active on Instagram. It's also at GetWellby. So you can follow us there. And if you don't have Instagram, also Facebook and YouTube, all of our, you know, interview and interviews and other content is there. Our weekly newsletter on the website, which is, that's definitely the best place to sort of get new content because it comes out every Wednesday and has our new podcast episodes and things like that as well. So yeah, any way that you want to interact, whether you're, you know, want to listen to a story to be inspired or read some of the research that we break down and cover in kind of a way I think you'll get something out of it. I say, if you have a body, you probably will get something out of it. Because
1: <laughs> love that, love that, Adrian. Hey, well, this has been a pleasure. So, folks, make sure you check out Adrian's podcast, her website. Again, Adrian, this has been a, a pleasure, and uh, really thank you for spending time with us.
0: Absolutely, thanks again for having me, Saul. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast.